Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, will progressives cave on a rail deal to avert a catastrophic strike? Number two, progress on government funding. And number three, the FBI's response to Jim Jordan. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We have been talking about uh, the twists and turns of how Congress is going to be dealing with uh, this request by President Joe Biden to to try to preempt a railroad strike. Uh, And it's an interesting kind of twist here that has presented progressives with a quandary and a public test of their mettle. Will they fight or will they fold? What do you, what say you? Uh, they'll fold, <laughs> I think. <laughs> At least that's what they're showing now. Um, so the, here's the story. Uh, we we kind of went over this yesterday, but this is the next chapter of it. Um, the, um, the progressives uh, are pissed off that the deal between the union and the unions and the railroads that Joe Biden cut, President uh, Joe Biden and his White House cut, only includes uh, a day of paid leave, one day. Um, There was some people who wanted 15, and uh, Democrats on Capitol Hill, progressive Democrats, say they want seven. Um, Now, the rails certainly don't want seven um, and are quite nervous about it. But there's these... The strain of thought now um, about whether Democrats should try to kill the deal to insist on seven days. Uh, this is something that the progressives are talking about quietly. The House passed a seven day um, uh, paid leave pr- provision alongside the Biden deal. And um, but it looks like at this point, the Democrats, the progressive Democrats are not going to stand up and do this. Now, why won't they? There's probably good reason because they need to pass this thing in the next couple days uh, to avert a, uh, a, um, uh, a railroad strike, a railroad strike in a, let's call it charitably a soft economy in which inflation is is um, a serious problem uh, would be a problem and it would it could threaten jobs it could threaten the movement of goods in a time where supply chains are already pretty screwed up i mean are they really going to take a joe biden they're the leader of the democratic party and not take his deal it's hard to see right i mean i, I yeah but can't. but like i was talking to a progressive yesterday who made the point like Number one, the unions, this is what this progressive told me, the unions are our best allies and they want more than one one day of paid leave. So like if we're going to fight for anything, why aren't we fighting for this? That's what they say. And I, I, I mean, from a strategic point of view, I get that. Here's the bigger problem, though. Um, Republicans are for the Biden deal by and large, not by and large, but enough of them are for the Biden deal. Um, But so the Democrats would really have to band together to uh, to sink it, to try to get the paid leave um, provisions. Now, there is an amendment that John Thune is talking about that would extend the deadline another week. Um, That is or not another week, it would extend it just more. I don't know if it would be another week, but it would extend. they would extend the deadline before a strike for a longer period of time in order to try to get the two sides to sit down again. I mean, I don't 
really know that the two sides are going to sit down again, that they want to sit down again, that they're willing to sit down again. Um, so uh, it, there might be a um, that might just be wishful thinking. Now, um, yeah, I mean, listen, this has created some interesting bedfellows. I mean, uh, Josh Hawley, uh, the Republican from Missouri, and Bernie Sanders are on the same page on paid leave. John Cornyn was for the seven days of paid leave before he was against it yesterday, um, which in an interesting twist. So what a what an interesting uh, wrinkle here uh, uh, on Capitol Hill in the waning days of this Congress. Josh Hawley, Bernie Sanders. It's hard to see them together on many issues, but uh, this one. You know, been- partisanship <laughs> is a uh is no longer linear it is like metaphysical man we're going deep this morning all right let's go to the number two story of the morning government funding everybody is talking about it following tuesday's meeting at the white house between president joe biden and the big four congressional leaders uh the pace of these negotiations have picked up. However, the two sides remain tens of billions of dollars apart on spending levels. And of course, uh, TikTok. There's just two weeks to go until government funding runs out. Yeah, uh, here we are, December 1, uh, the beginning of the never-ending month uh, in which we are going to be, you know, um, uh, alternatively interested and frustrated by Congress. Um yeah, so yesterday, uh, the two sides met, uh, Senator Richard Shelby, Shelby, the ranking Republican on appropriations, and Senator Pat Leahy, the chairman of the Appropriations Committee, both retiring at the end of this Congress, both uh, veterans of, of many a uh, budget fight, and they traded offers on government funding. Now, remember, they don't even have a top-line agreement yet. They don't even have a top-line agreement yet, meaning... In the quest to, to cut an omnibus deal, um, a, a spending deal that kind of wraps in everything and increases funding till the end of 2020 or until the end of September 2023, they, they haven't even decided how much money they're going to spend. So, like, you know, they haven't even put their shoes on before the run. So... Um, they are still uh, billions of dollars apart on spending levels. So... Remember, once they get spending levels, they have to start writing the 12 appropriations bills to those spending levels. Then they have to get it out, and then both chambers have to vote on it. So we are weeks away, weeks away from um, uh, a um, a resolving this issue. Um, here's what I would guess, Anna. Um, they will probably come to a top-line agreement sometime next week. Uh, then they'll have to write the bills. Then they'll have to vet the bills. There'll probably be some sort of um, uh, one-week CR past December 16th to December 23rd. There could be another week-long CR from the 23rd to the 30th or something like that. And then you get this done sometime after Christmas. Could you get it done before Christmas? Sure, you could. Um I it's a am. lot. We're in a different position, though. There is progress. The fact that the two sides are talking, it's it does feel like there is momentum before Christmas. Who knows? I mean, to put the timing aside a little bit, but it feels as though they are they are definitely moving toward, you know, in in, in positive motion. Yeah, for sure. And guess what else is metaphysical? Time. We don't care <laughs> about time. Like it's like whatever. Just like get it right. You know. You know, it's far out, man. (laughs) I'm ready for Friday for you, man. (laughs) 
All right, let's move on to the number three item of the morning, a really fascinating item by our very own Max Cohen, um, who is going to be covering oversight uh, for us in this new um, kind of period in the new Congress. And he's got some news. The FBI has responded to House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan, the Republican from Ohio, and some of his uh, kind of allegations and and questions around political bias at the FBI. He recently released a 1,000-page report made up mostly of past letters that he has sent to the FBI, revealing what he claims is evidence of a liberal bias in the Bureau. But now uh, Max has obtained the FBI's official response to Jordan's letters penned by Jill Tyson, the assistant director for the FBI's Office of Congressional Affairs. You should subscribe to Punchbowl News uh, and our free morning newsletter because we uh, link out to that full letter. Um, but but an interesting, you know, kind of just first, you, we're really starting to see the first salvo of how the FBI uh, is going to respond to uh, a lot of the kind of pressure points that Jordan's trying to uh, t- to push here. Yeah, the FBI is pushing back hard, and this is an initial kind of, as you note, an initial um, view of how the FBI will deal with Jordan. Basically, Jordan uh, Jordan alleges that there it's a corrupt organization that's biased towards conservatives. The FBI pushes back hard, uh, and remember, this is going to be the this is a this has been a an issue that Jordan has had with the FBI dating back a long time. The FBI, he thinks the FBI mishandled the Trumps, all the Trump stuff. He thinks the FBI is, you know, um, just a, a rotten to its core. Uh, and he says that it's right. He says uh, he cites a whistleblower report that described the FBI's Washington hierarchy as rotted at its core, maintaining a systemic culture of unaccountability and full of rampant corruption, manipulation and abuse. Um the FBI doesn't like this, and um, it's it's just a um, a it's a, it's just a an interesting view into how the FBI is going to handle this stuff. Um, I mean, one other that we're we're, we're watching very closely the, the Judiciary Committee, for example, does have um, oversight over the FBI and the department the Department of Justice, obviously. So this is something that we're going to see a lot of between the FBI, Chris Ray, the director, and Jim Jordan. All right. With that, I just want to note, we have two more events before the end of the year, uh, December 7th. Jake and I are going to be sitting down in person with Representative Jason Smith, the Republican from Missouri, to talk about his role on the Ways and Means Committee and the panel's priorities for 2023. That is on Wednesday, December 7th at 9 a.m. You can RSVP for that one. Uh, and also watch it on the live stream if you can't make it there in person uh, at the Punchbowl News Events Hub on our website at punchbowl.news. I am also going to be interviewing Senator Ron Wyden, the Democrat from Oregon on Tuesday, December 13th at 10 a.m. for a virtual conversation about the importance of privacy and security in new and existing technologies. A lot to talk about there, given what's happening with uh, Elon Musk and Twitter, the kind of uh, Republicans coming into power on the House side, uh, looking to take big on big tech. Uh, we'll get into all of that and a lot more. So please sign up for both of those events. Looking forward to that. And with that, thanks so much. Thanks thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Please share The Daily Punch, the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.